0: Good morning and welcome to worship here at Central Baptist Church. We are so glad that you chose to be with us on this beautiful Groundhog's Day. I know, it's silly, isn't it? Uh, If this is your first time with us or if you are more interested in ways that you can serve or information about this place, uh, you will find an information card in the pew in front of you. Please fill that out and you can return it to us through the offering plate later in the service or you can stop by our sign-up table, which is underneath the TV, and put that card in the black box on that table. I've said this before, but the best thing about Central is our belief that each voice is important. Each of us has authority to speak truth, and it is through our dialogues and our disagreements that we can form community. This w- this morning, we welcome a voice from our past. The Reverend Hannah Neide is with us. Hannah and her husband Adam and daughter Bunny were members here at Central a few years ago while Hannah was working on her chaplain residency. In 2016, it was here that Hannah was ordained by all of you to the gospel ministry. Now Hannah resides in Ohio She said that uh, she's looking back to get to Lexington, so any jobs out there, please send her away. Uh, She is the pastor of Jackson Christian Church and a chaplain at the Four Winds Community. We are excited to welcome you back to this place, and we look forward to the challenges and encouragement that you will share with us later in our service. Let us worship God together.
1: Good morning. As an old friend of mine used to say in Frankfurt, that's church music. And now to start this morning, as you, will, as you are able, please stand with me and let's have a call to worship. Okay. Holy God, you invite us to come to worship you. Holy God, you invite us to come to worship you. Holy God, you invite us to come to worship you. we pray. Most gracious Father, your invitation, what a glorious sound. We need that invitation. We come carrying all kinds of baggage, all kinds of concerns. Some fortunate even to carry great bursts of joy, but we need your invitation to come, to come and worship, Help us to be mindful of that worship and exalt in it. Be with us and guide us, for we pray these things in your son's name. Amen. And now in the spirit of the invitation, please pass the peace of Christ.
2: Morning, everybody. Got a little ditty for you this morning on why I love Central. I've kind of done it in a poem fashion, just because, well, just because that's what I did. Why I love Central, a broad subject for sure, so much beyond what is in the brochure. As Elizabeth Barrett Browning wrote back in the day, how do I love thee? Let me count the ways. Come rain or shine or wind or hail, Don and Thomas greet without fail, High fives and hugs and a how are you makes every Sunday a special to-do. My Sunday school class, The Open Door, where one tiny subject turns into much more, discussions with so many points of view, sharing of feelings, and belly laughs too. We can share our concerns and even a tear. It's a comfort zone speaking without any fear. Jeff is so great with his ideas for lessons, gives latitude for a great deal of expressions. Not a Sunday goes by without Ralph at the ready, Bulletin in hand and that smile is rock steady. Our choir is so talented and can belt out a tune, I could listen to them all afternoon. Raleigh's prayers are so genuine and true, just what I need way back in the back pew. And speaking of that, we have quite the crew. Friendships have grown, both old and new. We were members but relatively new when we lost dad, so hard to get through. The outpouring of love from so many of you genuine caring, kind words, and food too. The close circle of friends that mom has made, so fun to hear of their escapades, from lunches and knitting and lest we forget those wonderful ladies of Lafayette. (laughs) Being a flocker has been so much fun, lifelong friendships have begun. We've solved the world's problems while flocking around, and in each of our homes, flamingos abound. I love that this church made a crazy decision and made me a deacon, who had that vision? (laughs) Just proves that this place has a sense of humor, but it sure means a lot to this baby boomer. Our youth continue to learn and grow. Some are now driving, say it ain't so. I love that my nephews have such a group. Charles does a great job leading that troop. So many things that Aaron can do, Writing and singing, and the guy knits too. (laughs) And of course, the guy running the show, Mark, our leader, the one in the know. His knees have gone bad and he can't ride a bike, (laughs) but he has other qualities we can't help but like. (laughs) He's there for us when we need extra care, with a hug, encouragement, and always a sweet prayer. Now you can see why I love this place. It's everyone here who embodies God's grace. So happy that we all found each other and we can continue to love one another. Thank you.
3: Well, we just did our spiritual practice. That was it right there. Thank you, Gwen. Was it each of us here embody God's grace? Is that not? A beautiful thing to hear as we enter into this spiritual practice of gratitude let's uh, take a, a moment and read together our litany for our spiritual practice and then, uh, then we'll contemplate together for a few minutes when all, this, when all was darkness God created light and called it good people who once lived in darkness have been given a great light. Christ be our light shine in the darkness. You'll notice a little later that uh, some of your bulletin has not been filled in. There's a few blanks there, so uh, you may be invited to write something down. So there should be some pencils and pens in the pews, or maybe you have one lying around. You might want to find one of those while you ignore what I say. Um, Spiritual practices, I I feel like, should be more spiritual than they are. uh, Because we talk about breathing. You know, we talk about not eating stuff. Uh, We talk about uh, sitting quietly and listening, and all these things seem very simple. But as soon as you enter into them, I think we find that they're more difficult than we imagined. And oftentimes these spiritual practices are really doorways that open up and offer a huge landscape to explore. I think maybe the most difficult part, at least for me, for these spiritual practices, is... Accepting the fact that we're always a beginner. That we're never really going to master these, th- these things that we try to do. Uh, but instead, we're going to continually be trying and trying and trying. And we find that spiritual practices take practice. Lots and lots of practice. So today, we're going to experiment with the practice of gratitude. Uh, throughout scripture, we're invited to be grateful whether or not our circumstances merit it to offer thanks, to allow ourselves to be reawakened to the wonder of life, and to place our focus not just on the looming mountains ahead, but to remember that our hope is in the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. I don't know about you, but I realize that I don't really know what I think till I write it down. And I think there's room in spiritual practices for us all to experiment and to find what works for us, Uh, that these are all things for us to explore individually and yet things that we can attempt together in this place as well. So one of the things that I like to do if I'm sitting in our front room in the morning with the sun on our dogwood tree is to write down a few things that I'm grateful for. It helps to solidify it for me. Sometimes my lists are things that are something funny that one of the kids said the day before. Sometimes it's being grateful for this wonderful congregation and a chance to serve here. Sometimes it's for coffee and hot sauce. And I think all of these things are things that we can remember. Sometimes it's the most simple things um, that are important for us to remember and to be thankful for again. So this morning, we'll take just a few minutes to write down, if you wish, um, a few things that you're grateful for uh, write in your bulletins. And I'll give you a few moments now just to sit and to think and to ride a few things down if you want to. And then I'll close us in prayer. God, sometimes our hearts are overflowing with gratitude and it's easy. Sometimes we find ourselves on difficult roads, in dark times, when it's hard to come up with one thing. In the midst of all of this, we are grateful for your presence with us, that you envelop us in your love, that you call us your beloved children, that you welcome us into your family, and that you are always working for justice, for kindness, for peace, and for love to bloom in this world around us. We offer up our thanks for one another. We offer up these thanks, these things that we've written down as well to you, God. And we ask that you would help us to make gratefulness part of our practice. That we would offer time to give you thanks for what you have provided for us. And to dream with you the beautiful and beloved community that you are creating. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen.
4: Let's pray. I only ask God that we will live up to the words that we just sang. With all the messiness, with all the difficulty, with all the conflict that that will bring, with all the trials that will bring, that it's still a worthy thing for a church to try to achieve, and that is to make this place a welcome place for everyone, especially those who have found the doors closed The windows barred, and their beliefs questioned, and who they are questioned, may we make them be welcome here as you do. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. Please be seated.
0: I invite you now to stand for the reading of the gospel. This morning found in Luke chapter 14. He said also to the one who had invited him, when you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors in case they may invite you in return and you will be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind, and you will be blessed, because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. One of the dinner guests, on hearing this, said to him, blessed is anyone who will eat bread in the kingdom of God. Then Jesus said to him, Someone gave a great dinner and invited many. At the time for the dinner, he sent his slave to say to those who had been invited, Come, for everything is ready now. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said to him, I have bought a piece of land, and I must go go out and see it. Please accept my regrets. Another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I am going to try them out. Please accept my regrets. Another said, I have just been married, and therefore I cannot come. So the slave returned and reported this to his master. Then the owner of the house became angry and said to his slave, Go out at once into the streets and lanes of the town. Bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. And the slave said, Sir, what you ordered has been done, and there is still room. Then the master said to the slave, Go out into the roads and the lanes, and compel people to come in, so that my house may be filled. For I tell you, none of those who were invited will taste my dinner. The Gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. <coughs>
5: I joked with Adam that, oh, there it is, good morning, there it is, um, that, that maybe you all wouldn't show up today um, because your pastor wouldn't be here, but you all are good Christians and you showed up even when there's a sub, um, but no misbehaving, okay, because uh, he'll know. Um, I also had, had a dream, I think it's, you know, a little bit of my anxieties come out typically in my sleep. Um, and I had dreamed that I had missed the 845 service, I overslept, um, but that I made it for 11. But I didn't oversleep, I was here, and we did good, we had a good time. Um, and we're going to do the same here. Um, thank you for letting me be here, I'm uh, very excited. Um, I had shared earlier this morning, it's just, it's just a little surreal um, to be up here, because when I was out there, I had said I just couldn't wait because um, I'm a member of the church, I'll get to that in a minute, um, that maybe one day I was going to get to be a reader um, and do something like that. And so to be over here, I'm just ecstatic. So thank you for uh, having me. I'm so happy to be here with my family. Um, as I said, I'm a member here. Central um, is, is the first church that me and Adam and Bunny were um, ever able to call our home church. Uh, we moved here from D.C. Bunny was little, maybe six months, if that. Um, and I remember we sat right over there, and I knew that minute, you too, Adam, that this was going to be our church. Uh, I remember just saying amen and talking all through Mark's sermon and, and just welcoming, like just knowing that this is where we were going to be. Um, and that this was the place where God had called us, where we were planted, and we were going to grow and be a part of this community. And that's exactly what you all were and still are. Um, just a bunch of loving and accepting and, and welcoming people. That has not changed. Some of you have changed a little. I won't call you out. for. Um, some folks have gone gray. Um, and it's beautiful, <laughs> they look great. Um, some have added to their families, some have grown up, but you all are the same welcoming group of people and I am so thankful for who you are. Um, and it's a place that we knew that we were gonna be able to bring our struggles as a family, that we were going to bring our difficulties, we were going to bring our wrestlings with God, because we were certainly in a place where we were having some of those, Um, and that that was welcomed in this place in Central. But we also um, didn't know it at the time, and you all may not have either, um, that this would be the church that held us during one of the most broken parts of our lives. You didn't know that but you all were a place that helped us that held us that embraced us and helped us get to where we are now and that place is where we are as a family and as individuals where we are healing and we are whole and we have just mended to where I never thought was possible but you all helped us get there and so thank you for that but I want you to know that that's the kind of people that you all are that that's the kind of community that central is so i walked back in here and we came back and and i feel like we didn't miss a beat you all are just fantastic and you need to know that that's who you guys are so that's where we're going to go in our message i'll tell you we've been in in ohio for about three years and i've been the pastor of a church for about two now and I told Marcus I said, we've come to a place where I think we're going to have to withdraw our membership from this church and become, become members there <laughs> um, after two years. And I said, I'm, I just need to tell you it's a little difficult because we have such a love and affection for this body. But I know that us moving our membership to that church doesn't change our connection to this place. Um, so again, it's just an honor to be here, and I'm thankful that I can, that this, this is a place that... Um, will always be special. Um, But the place that we're in, like I said, has not been one that didn't come with challenges and growing pains and a lot of difficulties to find a place where we would fit in. Um, And we're still struggling with that after three years, um, try to make our way into families and into places and into people's lives that aren't really sure what they got into when they got us. So I encountered this text a couple weeks ago when, um, as Jody said, I was voluntold that I was going to be preaching because Adam did that. Um, Told Mark that I would be happy to come and preach. Um, I knew what I would talk about and then I found this parable that we encountered this morning and I, I, I said I could see it unfolding kind of like a movie. That this dinner party was ready, and it was decked out, and people were coming, and it's so exciting. And at the last minute, the guests say they're not coming. And they said, okay, well, then go fetch some more people. We got these that are out there, and they're, you know, they, they're the ones that are broken, and they're, um, they're crippled, and they need healing and all that. Bring those people, we'll get those. And they said, okay, we did that. Um, and there's still more room. And they gave those, you know, those first round of people that had the invitation, gave those really legitimate excuses like, I just bought some property and I need to go look at it. I have these four ops and I better go check on them. And then one guy was like, I have a wife. I can't. You know, and you're like, what? What?" Um, But then I thought, that's what we do, right? And I'll be honest, I'm the kind of person that will make um, a commitment. I'll tell you that, yes, I'm going to be there. And then I'm like, "Oh." How can I get out of that? Even me, who loves, loves, loves all the fun and all the excitement, I'm like, oh, I really want out of that. I don't want to go anymore. And I even brought that up in my ethics class when um, I was in seminary. I said, we were talking about lying, and I said, what about, um, when I'm, I said I'm gonna do something and I don't want to do it, and she was like, mm, you need to grow up. I was like, oh, well, that's harsh. Um, But I realized I need to grow up and she said just go you can't lie your way out of it Just go or tell them why you don't want to go But then I thought about these people that said they you know They made up these excuses and I thought well, they probably invited people that were like me That come up with some lame excuse at the end, right? Um, Or maybe you don't relate to that part of making excuses. Maybe you're the ones that are having the dinner parties, and you've 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 cleaned your house, and it looks fantastic because it never does, and you never do. Um, and all these people are going to show up, and then they don't. Um, and you think, well, well, n- well, now what? You know. Um, but then maybe you have been the uninvited guest, and I thought maybe you have seen or heard of this big party that's happening, and you knew that people got an invitation, um, and you weren't one that had gotten that invitation. Um, And maybe you weren't even the second group of people that got an invitation. Maybe you were in that third group of people. But I thought about this parable, and we know that this story that Jesus tells really isn't about a dinner party at all, is it? That he likens that to the kingdom of heaven. That the place that, or, or whatever it is that people find a reason for n- not showing up are sometimes just lame excuses, and that they will do that. But then on the other side of that, there are people that get an invitation that feel like maybe God had forgotten about them altogether. Or there are the people that get an invitation that are so broken, and they're hurting, and they're in pain, and then they're approached, and they get this invite. That they're broken on the outside physically and on the inside, their souls are injured also. And until someone reaches out to them, that will not change. But when we read about that story and all of those first group of, or the second group of people that were invited, we know that there, are, there was still room. So that's our message this morning, is that there is still room and there are still uninvited guests. I told you I knew what I was gonna preach about, and I thought about this church, and I thought about while we were here, there were opportunities for us to serve in a lot of different capacities, and sometimes we would have an ice cream social, and so you could bring your favorite ice cream, and if you don't know, it was at the time a Double Dunker. If you haven't found it, I recommend it. Yes, I'm. Good. Yes, we know, it's good stuff. Um, have it a Super Bowl treat um, or you could do that you could provide flowers that would be on the altar you could be a greeter I thought about that I thought about the way that this church is set up and how no one can really set in the back you'd like to but you're not really in the back it's a very um, intimate setting and I thought all of those things together that I kept thinking about what central was and is gives me a glimpse Of what a great feast might look like that you all demonstrate all of these things that it says in this that is true hospitality where people are truly welcomed whether they haven't been here in years whether they've never been here before that that is who you all are and you all have a lot to be proud of and I said that at Jackson you, you all have it, and you know it, and you operate in it every time, but th- that is not common. There are places that still haven't gotten there yet, but we're trying. Little efforts to get people to understand that there are still uninvited guests, and you still have plenty of room. All of this came together, I've told you bits and pieces, as I was sitting in my living room, and where we're, our couch is, where my spot is, um, I could see into the dining room. It's not a big space. And there's a table that we have. Um, and it has four chairs. And I could count on my hands, probably less than, that that table has ever been full. Four chairs. We make up three of them. And for a few minutes, I was so upset. Because I'm not that kind of person. I want everybody in. I want to be cooking, I want my coffee pot going nonstop, I want the chaos, I want all that, all that, I want it. we have having it, aren't we, (laughs) Um, I want that all the time, that's who I am. And I got really upset and I thought, I don't, we've not gotten that. But I couldn't stay in that place because I had to think, okay Hannah, outside of your inner circle, who else have you invited? There are still uninvited guests. I am still leaving people out. And that was heavy because I didn't think that I did that. I like to think that I am considerate of all the people, but I've dropped the ball. When we think about this feast that happens in Luke and we really know that it's not about rejecting people, that there are just people that aren't on my guest list that that's not the big picture. What we're talking about is when we don't invite people into that space, that we are denying them the opportunity to encounter Christ. Whether that's in your church, whether that's in your personal life, whether that's in your home, whether wherever that is, that when I'm not inviting someone, they're not getting the opportunity to encounter the Christ that is in me. To encounter the Christ that has been with me on a journey that... You wouldn't believe that every time that I am excluding someone, they're missing out on something really good. Let me tell you, I had this image, and I'm, I'm about done, but I have to share. I had this image of, um, you know, those trays that they sit on your window at Sonic? You know what I'm talking about? I said, I haven't been in so long, I don't know if they still do that. Do they still do that? Yeah. Um, so I had an image of if I had one of those trays, let me be honest with you about some, okay? I stole one of those when I was in high school. <laughs> so what I really thought of is if, if I still had that tray, um, I'd like to, know, <laughs> <laughs> isn't that ridiculous? Um, I'd tell you some other things I stole, but my dad's probably going to watch this and I won't tell you that. Uh, and I'm remorseful for most of it. Um, But if I had one of those trays, I wish I could mount it on me in a way that would make it just a permanent fixture, right? Can you imagine this, right? Just a nice little red tray. Um, And that every time I encountered somebody, there I was with my tray, and maybe like a disco ball would go down from somewhere, and there would be like confetti, and there'd be music, and I thought, I wish I could have that. So that any time I encountered a person, an individual, that's what it felt like for them, that we were having a great feast, that we were going to have a little bit of a fun dinner party. And that it was going to be me and you. Do you get that? that? That's what I wish it was like every time we encountered a person, no matter where it was. That when I laid eyes on you, that, that was what we, were, that we were going to do that. We were going to have a good time. And that in doing that, I'm welcoming you into my space. I'm inviting you to, to just feel for a minute the embrace of Jesus Christ. To hear a little bit about God's love, that if I could have that, that that's what I would do. We don't need a sonic tray and a fun disco ball and music to make that happen, that we have those experiences every single day where I can invite you for just a few minutes that where you are an invited guest to a great supper. Wherever you find yourself or don't find yourself, do not be discouraged. Because ultimately, people do not determine if you get to come to that dinner party, if you get to be a guest. Let us be the ones that go out to the streets, to the highways, to the hedges, it's on one of your classroom signs, I noticed that this morning, that let us be who does that for them, to the broken, the hurting, the forgotten, and let them know, I see you, you're no longer uninvited, and that there is still room for you. Amen.
4: Thank you, Hannah. That's with love and genuineness and humor. Uh, She has patted us on the back, but lest we fall prey to do the same thing, she's also given us a tremendous challenge, hasn't she? That the job is not yet done, and we've not completely welcomed all that we need to welcome. So the challenge is yet before us, and thank God for the opportunity to be reminded of that Hannah, Thank you so much. Now I'm going to ask you, if you would please, we'll stand and sing our closing hymn. And if you have a decision to make, if you'd like to share it with us, or if you'd like to become a part of this congregation, Charles will be down front to greet you and uh, that would be lovely, please stand as we sing.
3: Just a couple of announcements as we, uh, as we leave today. Uh, we're so grateful for your presence here this morning. So grateful, especially to Hannah, for leading us in worship this morning. Thank you for being here as well to share with us. You'll find in your uh, news and notes some announcements about things that are going on this coming week. Um, tomorrow night we have a hangout at the barn. Uh, There's no agenda. You can come and there's plenty of places just right over there. I'm directionally challenged, but it's over in that area, you know, in the summit, the barn. There's plenty of places to get something to eat, to get something to drink, and just a chance to hang out. Even if you can just come for a few minutes, uh, it's a good chance to get to meet people and talk and uh, catch up uh, tomorrow night at the barn. also our book group everything belongs uh we're going to be reading through that over the next several weeks uh together we have uh, a couple of things uh, a meeting scheduled a little later on uh, in february We're going to probably schedule another evening uh, during the week sometime to meet as well. If you've got thoughts about that, let me know, and we'll get that on the calendar as well. Uh, There's some more books out there for purchase if you'd like to buy one and join us. I'm going to put out some blog posts that kind of help guide us along. So if you're not uh, already uh, subscribed to our newsletter, subscribe, and uh, we'll kind of talk and converse online a little bit about that as we uh, begin reading Everything Belongs. A great, great book. Um, next week, Mark will still be out. He's recovering at home. Uh, he's doing well, uh, but he's going to need a little more time to recover uh, as he go- moves into some physical therapy. Uh, Kelly Hale will be, uh, will be preaching next week. She is a nominee for the Addie Davis Preaching Award from Baptist Seminary of Kentucky, and we're so excited that she will be uh, preaching uh, next week in 11 o'clock worship. One last uh, announcement that we have is that um, a service of committal of ashes for Don Flynn will take place on Monday, February 10th at 2:30 at Camp Nelson. Um, Everyone is welcome to attend. It'll be a short service uh, out at at Camp Nelson. um, As uh, as we all know, that our our prayers go with the Flynn family, uh, with Shirley and Phil and and the rest, um, and uh, this friend that we have lost recently. So um, that's what's happening this week. And uh, make sure that you sign up for our newsletter if you're not already so we can let you know about more uh, about that. Um, And now, if you would, uh, receive this benediction. As we go, may the Lord open our eyes... To see our sisters, to see our brothers, to see our siblings, to see the grace of God in each one, shining like the sun. And to feel the love of God drawing us to justice, leading us into beloved community. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace.